if you're in this business and at some point you're like, hey, I might want to sell my business, you can't just sell a book of clients. You can't do that. You have to sell a business. And a business, if you look at a corporate operation, okay, they all have a standard operating procedure in every single pillar of their business. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Morning. How's everybody doing? All right. I'm going to be honest. You probably saw this the Q&A. I have nothing prepared. I have been one of those people who got that stupid bug going around and my head has been so cloudy for like the whole week. So when it came time to um, try to prepare something, I was like, yeah, not going to happen. Not going to happen. So I hope you all are prepared some questions to ask me because I have I can give you answers when I don't know that I have anything prepared. So let's mastermind. Anybody have anything pending on your mind that you want to talk about right now? I see Debbie here. I haven't seen Debbie in a long time. Debbie Pelham. Love to see you. Love to see you. Anybody, 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 anybody? No, nothing at all. Okay. Well, yes, I have a question. Okay, Isabel. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, when you start working your business and you start like focusing on listings, at what point do you recommend that you start um, getting people on board like a buyer's agent? After how many transactions, like, that you do consistently year over year. Say, okay, now's the time to um, I need to start growing my team here. That's a really good question. I think a lot of people are probably going through that right now. Um, so I'll tell you what I did. And everybody, like if there's other people on here who are team leaders, you know, feel free to jump in and share your insight. Um, so here's what I did. Um, so in 2021 is really when I started bringing on a buyer's agent, mostly because I started noticing that my time was being shifted because I mean, so a lot of my business came from my sphere at the very beginning, right? So I had people that were local to me here in Tacoma. And I had people that also wanted to buy up north, which is like 150 miles round trip. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I want to help them all. I want to help them all because they're my friends. They're my sphere, not really my friends, the sphere, but they were like professional colleagues from the past. And I found that I wanted to help them all. And that's actually when my first thought was I got to bring on a, a second person to help me to basically kind of break up that, right? To give me a little bit more time. Um, and as I've gone through, I think what I would have done differently in that whole situation is when I realized that I cannot provide my clients the best possible service. And for me, I can handle about maximum three buyers at a time for me personally, because um, with as much time as you know I put into uh, not only the consult, the upfront, the advice, like the emotional roller coaster of buying a home in a really hot market. I mean, it's a lot of time and energy drain on me. Um, you know, I, I I can handle about three at a time. So I can handle up to uh, up to six or seven sellers at a time um, because I have a lot of systems in place, so I can handle a lot more sellers at a time. And mostly because, like, once you go on the market, it's it's a lot. You do all your work on a, on a seller upfront. On a buyer, there's a lot of work like throughout the entire transaction. So I think you kind of have to look at your personal uh, capability and what you can handle and make a decision from there. Um, but mine, mine was like about three buyers at a time is kind of my max. Okay. Thank you for sharing your perspective. 
Appreciate it. Debbie's got her hand up. I do. Love it. I haven't seen you in so long, and now I get to talk to you, too. Well, I on what last day. I was on last week or the week before, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to reconnect with Linnea. <laughs> um, because you were talking about, I think, many chat and that. But I got stuck on your standard operating procedures that you have set up in your business and the detail of it all and the format and all of that. And I was like, oh, I need to go to Washington and spend a weekend with Linnea. <laughs> Throw the account of the dog, but I'll spend a weekend with you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Don't, don't get in close proximity with me. I haven't been in my office all week. I've been like, I'm sorry, but I am not coming in. I am here. I'm saying I'm in a little, little hole right here. My husband and sleep in separate rooms. I'm like, uh-uh, get away. Get away. Get the sickness out of here. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but my, what, quest, my question is, do you have other um, episodes or other trainings that you've done on standard operating procedures? So there has been some in the past. Um, and I'm, uh, actually, um, I am starting to work with people one-on-one -on -one to actually help build standard operating procedures, uh, standard operating. I can't even talk. Sorry. <laughs> but yes, SOPs. There have, there have been a couple in the past that I've done. I've talked about my Google drive. I've talked about my S1 through S7 process and follow-up boss, my B1 through B3 and follow-up boss. Um, so I do have those, um, but then I do work with people one-on-one -on -one to do, uh, more like systematic setup because the reality is like everyone's business is going to be a little bit different, right? So you can do what I do, but it might not work for you because it's my brain, right? So when I work one-on-one, -on -one, it's more like digging in and helping me understanding your brain and what's going to work for you. Right, right. Okay. Um, cool. But yeah, it's so beautiful. Like I can go on and on. Like you could ask my team, like push, I push SOPs. Like my rule for creating a process essentially for having an SOP is if you do it three times, it then becomes something you need to you need to document the process. A hundred percent. We document it with a flow chart. So we have an actual flow chart. Uh so we can see it because some people are very visual. I like to see a visual map because there's a lot of things that go if this, then that, right? If not, then this, right? So there's a lot of things. So we have a lot, we have a visual map as well as a video, as well as a step-by-step -step checklist. So there's three different ways that we document a process. And with each process, we also document what is the trickle down effect because you know everything's gonna have a trickle down. Like if we change um, a buyer's guide, for example, <laughs> if you change a buyer's guide, which emails is that buyer's guide linked to? What ads is that buyer's guide linked to? Uh, where is that buyer's guide public? Like so, we we have basically a process for all of that as well. So because I mean you have to be super organized and systematized, especially because I'm trying to scale and grow. Um, and, you know, at some point, if you want to have a business that you can sell, right? Like if you are the if you're in this business and at some point you're like, hey, I might want to sell my business. You can't just sell a book of clients. You can't do that. You have to sell a business and a business. If you look at a corporate operation, okay, they all have a standard operating procedure in every single pillar of their business from HR, finances, compliance, uh, system, uh, sales, marketing and operations. Like they all have books of business or I'm sorry, operating procedures with inside those pillars of their business. So you got to kind of think about your business like that. Yeah, that really inspired me. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Kelly. Hello. Um, I'm wondering, do you know much about KV Core? I know you use follow-up boss, but um, much about the KV Core setup? I don't know a little. So there's probably someone else on here who might know more than me. What's that? So... What I'm looking to do is optimize um, KV Core 
for lead gen. I know you could do like property boosts and all of that, but um, I just want to know more about the functionality of it and how I can use it, um, like whether it's landing pages or anything like that to get leads. So what I've done in KV Core, first of all, is I use squeeze pages all the time. So KV Core is my IDX site. Okay, so I do use KV Core. So I want to make that very clear. <laughs> I do use KV Core. It is my IDX. So anytime someone's getting um, an open house list, uh, new new listings, whatever it is, I'm leading them to a squeeze page inside KV Core. So I would recommend doing that first and first first and foremost. You can create a squeeze page really easily. You just go to, I think it's. I don't know, marketing, squeeze pages, I don't know, I can navigate there, but I can't tell you. Um, and then that's the very first thing you do. So pretty much everything you do online should be leading people to one of your squeeze pages all the time. The second thing I do is I always do a property boost. So for listings, I run a street text ad as well as a property boost ad because you get different types of leads, different lead qualities throughout both places. So you can do um, a property boost. Um, I also, like Joy just said, have a vanity domain. Yes, I have a vanity domain. Mine is eastpiercehomes.com. And I would recommend that if you do a vanity domain through your IDX site, it is more related to your city. Okay. I have LinneaCarver.com, which is my branding website. And that's where like people go to find out how to work with me. And then LinneaCarver.com can lead into my East Pierce home, which is my KV Core site. So those are three things I would do right away on KV Core. And to be honest with you, I would connect with Joy because Joy did this. She likes that when she first came over to EXP, she and I sat down and we kind of came up with a little plan for her. And hers was really, she wanted to maximize her local reach. And she did some stuff with inside uh, Katie Core's SEO that she actually picked up a $2 million listing from it. So I would connect with Joy. So she, uh, she's sorry, Joy, that I just volunteered you. But she <laughs> she did it right because she did like exactly what, what she wanted to do. And she picked up a, an organic $2 million listing from it. So. Fantastic. That's awesome. Thank you. Oh, and then Debbie just gave you an example in here. Oh, lead engine for the squeeze pages in KV Core. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, Mariela said, will you just add, yeah, add um, or follow Dan um, Celia. She has a lot of free training on YouTube on how to do pretty much anything with KV Core. She yeah. actually has a lot of, um, she has her own program if you want to pay and her training is worth it. But most of a lot of the information that you're going to need and you're asking, you're going to find it for free on YouTube. Okay. Fantastic. Thanks. I love this masterminding. Uh, Anthony Robinson is always posting his program on Workplace too. Yeah. Sylvia Dana does, uh, she does sell a KB Core coaching program. So does Shannon Pyatt. Um, yes, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen the Shannon Pyatt package. But they both do like KB Core setups for you. I actually paid Sylvia Dana to do my KB Core setup, but I think I paid her like nine ninety seven or whatever. Um, Debbie, Shannon, right now until the thirty first of January, I just was on a call with him um, earlier this week. His biggest package, which is like the most complete, is three hundred and forty seven dollars to set up your KB Core, and it's going up to a thousand dollars on February first. So if you want that. 347 price for what's going to be triple in about a week and a half. Um, it's kbcorebootcamp.com. I don't know if it's average rate. Sorry. What is that? And I mean, I, I can go link it up, but like, do you have like a brief summary? Because I have the CRM part just set up, like all my contacts are loaded in and all of that, but like nothing else is set up with it. I mean, does he just do the getting your contacts loaded up or how does that work? 
So I can speak to that because I had Shannon set mine up, um, which was great, but you don't really know what they did in the background. So I've heard um, since doing that, that you really want to set up your OKV core on your own, but using somebody that can help guide you through that, because then you embrace and know what's going on in there and you know how to use it, you know? And so like, for instance, um, your uh, campaigns, you know, your email campaigns and text campaigns and whatnot, those all come in canned. Um, they're already kind of canned with KV Core, but you want it to be your voice and how you would like to message and whatnot. And so I'm finding that I don't really like the campaigns as they as they go out. They're, they kind of embarrass me. So I need to go back in and clean those. So I'm, it's nothing, no knock against Shannon setting it up. But that's the- that's with that's with anything, Kayla. So don't don't I don't think there's any offense taken. Anytime you buy a template from anybody, it's going to sound very canned. It's going to sound very like somebody else. Like someone like people ask me if they can buy my drip campaigns in the app. The answer is absolutely yes, you can buy it. In fact, someone asked me this the other day, and I was like, I'd love to sell you my drip campaigns because I would sell them to you for like fifteen hundred bucks. I'd love to. But what's going to happen is you're going to buy these drip campaigns for $1,500 and you're not going to take the time to go back and look through them and it's going to sound weird because it's coming from someone else. So anytime you do buy any sort of campaign or campaign setup, you have to allow yourself, which by the way, to go back to Debbie's question about SOPs, this is part of our SOP process, okay? Um, well, you have to allow yourself time to actually go in and change up the word. So if you if you do pay somebody to do the setup for you, just make sure that you're allotting yourself time to go back and read, just like Kayla said. Because yeah, kind of kind of weird, right? You send it out, it's not even your voice. It's like, oh, I wouldn't have said that. That sounds salesy. It's kind of spammy, blah, 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 whatever. So yeah, that's with everything. Um, okay, can Joy talk, tell us about what she did a little bit? Well, that's why my hand is up, um, is to tell you a little bit about, I agree 100% to your own set up if you can i mean it's not everybody's cup of tea but then you'll know a little bit more what's going on in the background like you said i have purchased anthony robinson's training program because i am very high d and i want someone to tell me exactly what to do and not make it fluffy and i just watch his video and then i go do the same thing i do exactly what he tells me that's really helped me the most because he gets very into depth on Google Analytics and how to make sure your pages are indexed and that you get seen for your SEO. So I, I love that. I recommend it. I also watch Sylvia Dana's stuff because she speaks differently. You know, they have different styles. And so I'll watch her stuff and then I'll go kind of look at Anthony. So I get the nuts and bolts because I'm a give me the nuts and bolts. Tell me how to do it right now kind of person. So I don't want a whole lot of talk around it. I can't stress enough the vanity domain. If people aren't paying that $11 a month for your vanity domain, it's not just pointing to your name. You know, you can go ahead and tell KV Core, oh, I want it to go to Joy Johnson Realtor. But on the back end, it's still Joy Johnson at EXP Realty. You have to do the vanity domain. If you don't do the vanity domain, no SEO is going to work. It's going to point to EXP and not to you. So you you have to do that. Kayla, I couldn't hear you. I, are you saying the vanity domain with KV Core or build a separate one that no, you is have to purchase it through KV Core? Because what she's saying is that a lot of people will go into it. They'll try to do it the freeway and do the redirect because you can easily go into 
if you're exactly. better, like a GoDaddy and you could just redirect your your domain to your exp site and that's fine you can but what joy is saying it's the you got to get the you actually have to buy the vanity domain it's 11 dollars a month if you're with exp i don't know what it is if you have kv court through somewhere else it's 11 dollars a month and that will actually make it so when you click or when they click on it it says the the name of the thing is what she's saying so here like you see eastpiercehomes.com this is my exp site if I didn't have the vanity domain, what would happen when you type in eastpiercehomes.com is it would say linnea.carver at .exprealty.com or whatever it says, right? And that doesn't help your SEO. Okay. So I had a redirect with my other prior brokerage and no one ever explained this to me, but your broker needs to sign off on this with your MLS. So it really is a bit of a process, it takes a, a few days but you go into your KB core in the marketplace and it'll say vanity domain. And if you don't do that, it literally is just gonna direct to EXP. So I I didn't know that and it was explained to me really clearly because I owned my own domain and it looked like people could type in Joy Johnson Realtor and go right to me, but they were getting redirected. That's how I have mine set up right now. I have my actual domain. It's pointed to my EXP, but as soon as the page loads up, it says Kelly Myers at EXP. Right. So that's, I didn't know about the vanity domain. That's really, really it's good. Almost, almost the number one thing that people mm -hmm. miss. And yeah. it's really important because you're going to do all that work and it, it's not going to do anything. You're just going to be doing work that's going to direct to EXP and not to you. And you're right. I noticed when I... And if you're doing the vanity domain, it should be location specific. It should. I mean, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be like kellymyers.com. That should not be where you're redirecting your EXP site to. And I need to change mine, but I had one. It's a whole long story. I own so many domains. <laughs> so <do> I. <laughs> and I like Hover, which is domains. Yeah. So yeah. when you, we don't, I've been using Kayla Corbin realtor.com is you're are you saying that's not good i should use i wouldn't do that for your seo it doesn't help seo because i'm going to be honest with you no one's looking for kayla corbin realtor right what they're looking for if they're looking online is looking for tri-cities homes right so so you're doing your domain your vanity domain should be location specific if you're doing it for your idx site no again i have LinneaCarver.com. it has a completely different purpose in websites make sense yeah. So like if you're doing, like I'll show you what it looks like. Okay, so here is eastpiercehomes.com. Okay, it's very different. This is obviously, obviously, this is an IDX site, correct? And right. exactly this, this is a real estate site. LinneaCarver.com is a very different site. Okay, but you can get to um, my IDX site, you can like, if you want to go find your dream home, this will automatically reroute you to East Pierce Homes. But if you're on LinneaCarpet.com, this is being rebuilt, but soon you're going to be able to see my blog. You're going to be able to see like how to work with me. You're going to be able to buy things on my website. There's a lot of big, a big reason. Like your branding site, Lin your, your name is a brand. It's for a personal brand. But if you're trying to get found, your 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 IDX should lead to a specific location because that's where real estate is. Real estate is hyper local, right? So you should that should really be what it is. So and then I have a question. So I love that you've got links in your personal page that go back to your IDX page. Does your IDX page then um, or KV Core whatever you have 
go back to your personal so that they can grab your blogs and whatnot and you're not posting them on both places. Yep. And then all of my, all of my email drip campaigns have lindayacarver.com is the, is the website to route them back to. So I don't route them back to eastpiercehomes.com. The only reason I have eastpiercehomes.com is for SEO. Okay, great information. Thank you, Kyle. And I know it's Q&A for Linnea, so I'm going to shut up in a minute. I'm working <laughs> on doing that. <laughs> that you were welcome. Somebody asked if they're YouTube videos, and I, I watch Sylvia's YouTube videos, and I've looked her up on Workplace, and she has a few other things linked that I think are maybe on her site, because her website has videos that I don't know if they're on YouTube or not. And then Anthony, I subscribed. I took his free classes. And you might want to do that first. He always has free classes in Workplace. Take one or two and see if you like the way he teaches or not. I mean, I would recommend that anyone for anyone. And then um, he has a whole website so I can watch whatever I need the information on on that day. Yeah. And reach out if you have a question anytime. Joy Jones. Love it, love it, love it. Jackie. You're muted. I can see you, but I can't hear you. I, um, I've started to do a lot of stuff on KB Core, but I'm not finished. I mean, it's so, so enormous. Anyway, um, I started to prepare an Excel spreadsheet to upload all my, uh, to upload, you know, database or names or whatever. And I was told that if I wanted to get a batch or a group of people on a drip campaign that I had to do it one by one, that if you did the mass upload, that you could not do a group of people and set them up on the same campaign. I do not know the answer to that question. Does anybody? Do use KB Core and does anyone know the answer to that question? That is correct. So if you do a bulk upload, they haven't opted in. So you have to, to send the email campaign one at a time. Same thing um, with your text campaigns. Ah, isn't that something? So even though that they opted in when you first signed them up on your previous CRM, that doesn't count. That's tough. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to fix that. Um, uh, Anna, Anna Maria. Hi. Hi. A couple of questions. I think last week you mentioned, like for LineaCarver.com, you did like a simple, I, I don't remember if it was Wix a website or? Yeah, it's through Wix. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the second question, it's um, at some point I heard that you were doing something with agent launch. Are you still doing that? Yes, no. Did you like it? Uh, I still do work with Agent Launch occasionally. Um, I have, I actually did go through like one of their programs uh, a couple of years ago. They've changed so much of it. What are you looking to do? I probably saw it when you were dealing with it like a couple of years ago or maybe a year ago. And then they told me, okay, you can get into this plan and it's like $15,000. But if we break it down, it was for Google ads. But I left it like that. And I continue getting messages from them, but I went like, I don't want to get involved without hearing back from somebody that has, has done something with them. So 
I think you, 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 I think you have to know what your, what your goals are with your business. So, uh, what I learned the most from Agent Launch was more YouTube and Google pay-per-click. Um, and so if that's what you want to do, then it's a, it's a really great resource and probably a good idea to talk to them again. Cause I think they'd probably change up some of what they offer, um, since I was there. Cause when I was there, it was all like Google pay-per-click and YouTube. But now I know that there's, they're kind of moving into some other areas. So you might want to talk to them again. Uh, but I will tell you that it definitely was worth my investment. I think I paid sixteen thousand dollars for four months, and it was worth my investment. I mean, I doubled my I doubled my investment in less than four months. So, um, like for me, it was it was worth it. But I think like you really have to kind of figure out what your what your goal is, right? Because they they they're more online leads. So if you're going to be more of an online lead based business, it's a great option to go. It is a big investment, but as long as you do everything, here's my thing: any lead gen any coaching course that you take, they all work. They all work. What doesn't work is usually you. So like if you like you have to kind of think about what are you willing to do? Because every single coaching course works. I have a coaching course. It freaking works. You know how I know? Because it works for me. It works for people to do it. But you know who it doesn't work for is people that don't do it. So uh, like that's what you kind of have to think about. Thank you. But it definitely was worth my investment at the time. So. Okay. Thanks. Anything else? Anyone else? I see a lot of messages. Anything in the chat coming through? Wanted to clarify something about the number, the phone number you get in KB Core. Um, that was one of the questions. Um, that phone number that's assigned to you in KB Core is purchased for your area. And if you don't pay monthly to have your own smart number, then it goes into a round robin kind of situation. So if you're advertising with that phone number or you're sending text blasts from number, the responses may possibly go to another agent who hasn't purchased a number and has that same number listed in their KD core. So it's worth the $27 a month. That's what we get charged at my brokerage. It's worth the $27 a month to pay for your own smart number. And then at, and at Shannon Pyatt, I just was on a training with him. He uses that number for all of his advertising. He doesn't give out his personal cell phone number for anything. And then that way, everything is funneled through KV Core. If you have contacts in your phone that are also in KV Core, it updates your KV Core with all that information. So you can see the history per person, per contact. So yes, purchase that smart number in your KV Core, kind of like doing your own vanity domain. And then that way, um, they go hand in hand. That way you get all of the responses to your phone number and it doesn't go to other agents in your area. Because like when lead generating through KV Core and they use that smart number, it's going to go to other agents too. That's really, really good tip. And I, I'm going to second Shannon's thing, like all of my advertising, if you guys call me, some, some people call me because they go to Google and they call me and it comes through my CRM. So, cause I don't have any, like my, my, my personal phone number is not public. I give it out to people all the time, but it's not public. Um, so I'm, I'm a huge proponent of that too. So if your CRM does have the ability for you to have a private number, like don't pay Google voice, no reason to pay a Google voice number because it's extra money. You know, I'm all about cutting, cutting expenses, right. And not in spending where you can and just pay your, C or have your CRM to follow a boss. It's free to have your own number. Um, but KB core, I guess it's $27, but also if your EXP KB core is included. So it's like. Less than follow-up boss, really. <laughs> uh, Joy. Uh, uh, sorry, it took me a minute to do that. So 
I have a question about workflow because I do have a Google Voice number that I have used for my business now for the last five years, mm -hmm. but I would like to switch to the KB Core number and get rid of the Google Voice number. I, I think I you can port. I think you can port. I don't know. You might want to talk to somebody more experienced than me on this, but I know at least in my CRM, uh, I can port a number. So if I wanted to port my Google Voice number over, which I don't have one, but if I wanted to, you could. There's some technical things in there that's way mm -hmm. beyond comprehension level, but you might want to check in that because I think you can probably port your number so you don't have to change your number. Right. I don't want to change my number. Mm -hmm. I, that's on everything I have. So I never use the KB Core number. But I do realize that if someone, you know, if I end up texting someone I don't know, if someone who's not in my KB core, it'll go to the red, the round robin. Yeah, I think red robin. Think oh, can, my God. <laughs> I think you can port it over. So you might want to look into that. OK, thank you. Mm -hmm. Kayla? The question that I have is um, when it comes to porting the, a telephone number, like I have a touch points program that I use that is a telephone number and it integrates everything together. The thing that I'm wondering, when you port something over, does anybody know if you ported it over, are you just porting the number or are you porting the system behind the number? You understand what I'm saying? I'm yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, is it, are, you, are you porting all of the data? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, basically. Great question. I'm not that techie. <laughs> I am techie, but not that techie. I'll, I'll have to try it. Person. Yeah. Have Let us know, Todd. Okay. Uh, when you port a number to another um, service provider, your all your all your text messages and stuff will disappear, like all your previous ones, right? So, um, if you have them saved, just like if you have an iPhone or whatever, you, I think you can save them in your iMessages. But um, yeah, once you switch over to to another carrier, basically you you'll lose all your messages from before. Well, when we put it into the KV Core system, are we going to a different carrier? Or are we just moving that number over to be utilized by KB Core? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. So, so that's what happens when you would switch carriers, right? So I think you can probably like uh I think you could probably reach out to the KB Core team. I mean, that's probably where I would start and just ask those questions. Um they have like, you know, just go in the help chat, little question mark help is probably where I would start with that one. But let right. us know. Let okay. us know. Thank you. Kayla? Well, yes, thank you. So this is more off topic now. Um, I'm these are more towards Washington. When you're using, doing like a transaction, right? And we're in zip forms because we can't access our forms through Skyslope. I'm just curious how people are managing, because um, to use DocuSign is $300 a year. And... Um, you know, 30 versus 35 to use DigiSign. So I'm just curious if anybody has a, pot, a process for that. Well, our MLS has uh, AuthentiSign, so that's what I use for signatures. No, I that's what oh. I use DigiSign in SkySlope. Okay. It but comes with it. Well, right, right. But do you have, you have to port your, build your documents in another system and then upload them to SkySlope, right? You can do both. Yeah. So you can, Skyslope has for, a forms app within it and it also has the DigiSign. So you can create the forms in Skyslope. Um, and I think with eXp, it's in all states. Um, you create the forms in Skyslope and then um, have them go right into signing them through DigiSign in Skyslope. 
Okay. Well, I'm over in East side of the state, so uh, we already have PAC MLS, and they don't have that one. So I have a solution. You hire a transaction coordinator. <laughs> well, I'm doing my first uh, listing, but and I feel like we should. Oh, gosh, this is crazy. So, yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> Got to hack, but I have to build systems first, right, Linnea? <laughs> well, you know, if you hire a TC who's experienced, you can work on building the systems, right? But I think the problem is a lot of times we try to do the things that we should not be doing, right? And like trying to, Kayla, I'm going to be really honest with you, trying to figure out how to send a signing. Like you can pay someone a, a dollar from a closing to have them do that for you. And like Debbie's raising her hand. So I know Debbie has a great thriving TC business. So uh, but hire a TC and don't worry about that's that's how I take your brain away from producing from lead generation and really your number one thing should be producing leads like getting leads and closing deals right that's your number one thing and so that admin stuff as much as like we want to have we want to have those things in place you better believe the very first thing I ever did was hire a TC after one transaction I was like no never again never again hire a TC like there you go <laughs> that's what I would say Kayla one they recommend please put it in the chat thank you for your yeah well a lot of a lot of a lot of tcs also kayla like they have they they'll pay for all that software that's included in their fee so you don't have to worry about that fee so that's why i say that hire a tc debbie did you have something to say about that are you licensed i was just gonna say it's super easy a tc would totally help you i'm a tc also and a realtor and there are certain things you want to look for in a TC based on what your needs are, not just what standard services are. And if one of your needs is helping with that signature piece of the business, some TCs don't do signatures. So you need to double check. And if you want, I can talk to you offline about what to ask. Love that. Love that. Ask Debbie. She has got a thriving TC business. I'll tell you what. Jen there um so i am in the process of also cutting expenses and i'm just curious because i use follow-up boss as well why do you choose to use follow-up boss instead of kb core because my admin who has zero experience in the real estate business can pick up follow-up boss like a champ okay it is so it has nothing to do with like your nuances okay so does it did you not i mean it doesn't have anything to do with the functionality of kb core or for you I know, personally, I guess. For me personally, the reason I choose not to use KB Core is, yeah, I don't like the functionality. It's too hard. Like for me, I I can't, it's, it, it was causing my brain too much. Like, okay, how do I turn this off? How do I figure this out? Where do I dig down here? So I just didn't find it friendly for me. For some people, it's a fantastic tool. And if it works, just use that, right? But um, I uh, just, I, I chose Follow Up Boss because it's super easy to use. Super easy to use. I'm like, like I said, my admin zero experience in real estate picked it up like a champ she's like managing it every day so that was why great question okay thank you absolutely okay these were great questions we started out with nothing and we got a lot i love it i love it what a great what a great way didn't have to prepare anything um um if you are interested uh in learning a little bit more about one-on-one -on -one, uh packages or coaching with me milu's gonna put the link in there i have a 15-minute call that we can kind of talk through all of those for you um, go ahead and I would love to talk to you if you want to know how to build, how to set up your SOPs. What SOPs do you need? What should be my pillars? How should I set up my CRM? How do I do through my email drip campaigns? How do I deal that? I can help you. Um, and there is a 15 minute call right there on my calendar. Um, and if you would like to book it, go right ahead. Okay. Uh, otherwise, I will see you all next week.
If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.